So what's good, y'all? What's an episode of Thoughts Plan Podcast? It's your host, Shaw Solo. Uh, this week, I don't have a guest, and I know it's been a minute since I've actually, like, made an episode, so I'm gonna just run down a couple of topics that's kind of been, like, on my mind for the past couple of weeks. <clears throat> like, you know, I definitely would have liked to have had some people to sit here and talk to about some stuff, but at the same time, it's kind of to a point where it's like, I mean, it's my show, so I'm gonna have to drive this show, regardless if I got somebody with me or not. So, you know, plus I also noticed, like, when I look at some of the uh, views and stuff like that, or listenership, episodes I do by myself usually get, like, a lot of listeners. So, you know, I'll just stick to doing this for a bit. And it's going to be a mini episode anyway, too, so I'm not going to talk y'all heads up for a long time. So, yeah. So, um, starting off with dependent thought of the week, um, like, what's transpired recently is the guy from the 70s show, Danny Masterson, um... Just got hit with like 30 years for like, I believe, uh, is it a sex abuse charge or a rape charge? Yeah, he got 30 years to life, actually. Woo. That man is out of here. Yeah, he got convicted 30 years to life. Um, Thursday for, oh, for raping two women. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking sick, bruh. But, um, I don't really have much to talk about in the case because, I mean, it is what it is. It's out there, whatever. I mean, I don't have no, um, no thoughts about that, really. Um, definitely prayers to the victims that, you know, went through that as wild ass. But, um, the thing that kind of brought up, like, kind of caught my attention was Ashton Kutcher and Miley Kunis, I believe his, name, his wife's name, um, had wrote the judge, I believe, a letter of leniency. And, you know, I guess somebody leaked that information out. I don't know how this happened or whatever. Um, because I know it's also happened recently with, like, the Tory Lanez trial, and I forgot the young lady's name, the rapper, the Australian rapper. Let me find Shorty's name real quick, because it's going to irritate me. Iggy Azalea. There we go. Iggy Azalea wrote, I guess, a, a, maybe a letter of leniency for his sentencing as well, or whatever. And I know the like approach behind all that stuff is just basically to get the judge or the jury to whoever to get... Well, the Judge is the one that gives the sentence and the jury just gives them the verdict. So anyway, the judge to give them, like, I guess, a lighter sentence or whatever. But I think, like, I was thinking to myself, granted, I've never been in this predicament like that before. So I can't speak and say what I would or wouldn't do. But I would find it difficult for me if one of my friends or my loved ones, like, got hit with a heavy sentence. And especially if I have an idea of feeling like, yo, they might have did that shit. Not saying that any of my folks is, like, in that room. But just for any crime, it could be some petty shit as well. Like... I guess the thing that kind of made it difficult for some people, and I'm looking at it from both sides of the spectrum. I'm not saying that, you know, of course, now that, that uh, the information got out, Molly Kunis and Ashton Kutcher actually decided to drop out of one of them. Pro- Shit, I closed the tab accident. But one of the programs that there was in, because, you know, I know Ashton Kutcher's in the program where he's trying to, like, help save women that are um, sexually abused or something in the realm of human trafficking. So, you know, that's a bad look on the brand, you know, so I can understand him stepping down from, you know, wanting to be involved in that anymore. And then basically, just to make a long story short, um, they basically went on like an apology, you know, video made saying like, you know, they're not trying to downplay the victims and things of that nature. But, you know, basically they were looking out for an old co-worker and probably more so a friend since they did the show so long together with each other. And, you know... Like I said, I can understand people trying to look out for their peoples, but I just know for me, like, if I have a feeling like, my prime example, I have, you know, 
people I've been in concert with or friends and family that, it, you know, ended up behind bars for shit. And I've never been the type of, like, yo, free such and such, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm not, you know, Mr. Morale Perfect and nothing like that. But it's like, though, if you have a feeling or an idea or even if your people already got hit with a sentence, I understand everybody wants to look out for their loved ones and their friends, whatever, you know. And maybe I understand it more. Maybe when I become a parent and I was my kid, but so I'm not writing no fucking letter of leniency. If you, if I have an idea of feeling that you already committed the crime and then caught the sentence for the shit, like, now, if it causes like a character reference, you know what I'm saying, like... I would do something like that if for uh, for a friend or whatever. Like you know, hey man, I'm on the trial right now. So can you put this like character reference together for me? Like I can understand that because you know, like that's not really how can I put it? Like I can only speak on my interactions with those people. Like that's kind of how I think of anything. Anytime if I have heard of a situation, and I'm sure I would hope because I don't expect me from anybody else. But I would think like you know. Uh, well, in my interactions with Rashad, he was, you know, a cool guy. He didn't seem like this is, this is out of his character to me, blah, 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 blah. So, um, again, like I said, I understand, like, people want to look out for their friends and their fam and all that, but it's a bad, I feel like it's a bad look. Like, if you got a feeling, or your people's already been hit with some shit, especially if you got a lot to lose, or, you know, i.e. celebrities or whomever, it ain't even got to be a celebrity. It's just like, of course, I don't know how information just gets out, leaked out now. Like, I'm sure, sure, you know, they weren't expecting to get any backlash behind them writing that letter for, uh, the Danny Masters or do it, whatever. But yeah, I just thought that was just kind of wild, you know, like again, like I said, I'm, I haven't been in that situation, so I can't say what I would do because I try to stop saying that shit, but I just think like, I don't know. Maybe they was just trying to look out for the homie in good faith, but when your man's already got, you know, found guilty of a situation. The judges are pretty much going to follow what the jury does. And nine times out of ten, too, because I think they've been trying to lock or hit do with this. I think they had like a hung jury previously, like I think in 2021, 2022. Anytime something like that happens, man, most of the time, you know, I'm not a law student, took a little business law, but um, the judge usually makes an example out of your ass, you know, like, I don't know, you know, that's, that's, that's wicked and wild, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, so switching gears to something a little bit more, I guess, fun, entertaining. Some things I'm not gonna lie, I'm doing this podcast sometimes, I'm trying to find a way, the fine line of being entertaining and also trying to educate people at the same time, certain stuff or helping people certain things. And I feel like sometimes it's kind of difficult to find the laughter in some things that I may speak on or talk about. I don't know. I don't get too much feedback or information from my listeners. It'd be nice if y'all could let me know something so that way I can kind of try to find a way to better tailor episodes but anyway i'm not really worried about it too much um what was on my mind as of late oh the hip-hop 50 stuff i want to rap about a little bit which you know everybody knows it's hip-hop's 50th anniversary started you know 72 i think that was sedgwick ave and the bronx or the brooklyn i'm not sure somebody can correct me but um yeah so basically my whole thing about it uh i know it wasn't sedgwick ave no, I can't find it. It was the Bronx. That's what I thought. Anyways, y'all know I'm a hip. Anybody listens to this podcast or first time listening, I'm a bit of a rap nerd. So I listen to from the boom bap to the trap or whatever, you know. So um, my whole thing on it, like, it's great that see, like, you know, hip hop culture has been getting, getting some recognition from, honestly, from ourselves. Because I think the thing that kind of disheartening to me a little bit with this stuff is that, you know, if it wasn't for Nas and Mass Appeal and his brand, we wouldn't have had no concerts and anything of that nature to kind of spotlight hip hop like that. Granted, 
I, I'm not in every city, so I don't know. I know at least for DC, like we had a block party, you know, like at the uh, Smithsonian African American Museum, which was great. I really wanted to go, but <sighs> y'all know how it is. We trying to get tickets these days for anything. It's hard work, so I couldn't get there. But the fact that they held it and did it, because they had a block party actually the year before that too, before the 50th anniversary. I wanted to go to that one, of course. As always, man, if you ain't early, you're late. So it is what it is, but. And I also seen like some artists from other cities were kind of complaining about like, I think Uncle Luke said he didn't like, feel like it was kind of left out with the Hip Hop 50, which I mean, some people listen to this was around that Two Lock Crew era. I only know about it from obviously, you know, old, older heads put me on to the music and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, uh, my whole thing with that is like, you know, you can feel the way cause I mean, everybody has their bias, you know, there's East Coast bias, West Coast bias. Whatever, deep south bias, because I mean, I don't even want to get to the geography argument. I mean, the south, at least the northeast or the east period, we're all in the same time zone. So from Florida to motherfucking Maine, the east coast, but whatever, neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I feel as though, like, I think going forward, when we do have festivals and things of that nature, cities and artists need to get together or whatever, or talk to the mayors or whomever, or the chamber of commerce. And talk about, hey man, we gotta have a party or something like that for to for this organization or for this brand, you know. So like, you can be mad at New York for doing what they want to do, but that's New York business. Same thing with DC, DC business, you know. So if you feel like you're sitting not spotlighting y'all like that, I feel like they should have done something within their city to make it happen. You know, they always they always say like, be the change you want to see. And a lot of them is just want to point fingers all day about shit. And it's like you can point fingers, but that's not changing anything. So, but. Back to my main conversation with that, like I just thought it was really disheartening that no record labels had made any type of effort to try to put some money behind doing something for artists, for rap artists, for hip hop. Like as much as this industry's made, you know, for them business, not business, but for the uh, people that are invested into it, you know, the the suits and the A and R's and all that. Even though A and R's are non-existent at this point, you can tell by the music that comes out. But um, I just thought that was kind of whack to me and lame because it's like <clears throat> you're just milking out the brand of hip-hop you know granted hip-hop of course people talk that culture talk but i mean when you really get into it that culture talking nothing but just like a, a buzzword to me because hip-hop does have different cultures and of course you know there's different levels of hip-hop outside of just music breakdancing graffiti all that type of stuff like um but I just thought it was just kind of weird and whack. Because, I mean, even when you have a job, because, I mean, let's be real with it. Most of this hip-hop stuff, it's a business. So anytime when employees are on a job for a long period of time, or even a year, you get, like, a yearly bonus, or they get you a watch or some mess like that, or donate some money to your 401k or IRA or some shit like that. But I just feel like with hip-hop, like, the industry is just continuing to dwindle to me. And if, like, at least mainstream, I'm not going to talk about the underground, because underground artists or indie artists, I mean, they're doing what they do. So... But for the mainstream, I feel like it's just, it's so watered down and pasteurized now. Like, the lines are blurred. And I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like if it's at where it's at right now, at the 50th, the next 50, which, I mean, pretty sure I won't. Well, no, I'm not going to speak that over my life. But whatever happens in the next 50, I can only, I guess, be, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even talk about it anymore. Like, be non-existent. To be from what it was, at least from... My earliest of learning about it, cause even like, I think there was a documentary on PBS earlier this year that they were talking about it. It was, uh, Chuck D and somebody else did like a documentary about it and it was like four parts to it. And the only people, I see no, none of the 
quote unquote hip hop podcast talk about none of it like that for real. I didn't see no posts from no um them little goofy rap. I guess you can call them blogs or I'll just say personality pages because that's all they are. Like they claim they hip hop, but all they really do is just sell drama and stuff like that. But that's one other conversation. But I didn't see no spotlighting about it. And that's how I came like it just dawned on me where it's just like, yo, this is just uh a business that has a terrible rate of return, in my opinion. Like there's no dividend to it. I mean, we can talk about, of course, like people getting their music sampled and stuff like that, but like it's a diminishing return because yeah, you're putting your heart and soul into music. I mean, you can even throw it into podcasts or anything. You're not not getting much return on your investment because it's all about who's the next hot person, who's the next hot thing. And of course, you know, I guess there's a gap. I was always going to be generational gaps, whether it's within music or any other industries or other realms of life. Like that's just the way it is. That's just human beings. Like. You know, they can't say, oh, it's the baby boomers that started Generation X or Millennials, Generation Z, whatever names they come up with for anybody born past, I guess, the 1990s. But it's just like, it's kind of like it's kind of purposeless to me. Because for me, like, and y'all can listen to older podcasts. I had some friends on that were rappers or aspiring and stuff like that. I'm just like, I don't see a rate of return into it. Like, I understand, like, people want to do stuff they feel they're passionate about with art because rap is art and all that. But it's just like, son, like. I don't really see what, what what are you getting out of this outside of, you know, maybe the spotlight and attention and stuff like that. But you're not going to really see no funds like that until somebody wants to invest into you. I mean, that's in any realm, of course, but I just don't feel like it's purposeless. If you want to do it for fun and all that, cool. But I feel like, you know, a starving artist is literally that, a starving artist. And the way things are going right now, the economy or just in general, it's just like, man, I, I, I'd rather not, you know. But anyways, to get back to some of my main point, I just feel like for the hip hop 50th anniversary, a lot more could have been done to try to showcase certain stuff, you know, by publications and things of that nature. Like, I mean, I know pretty much print is dead. So, but I feel as though like the source, whatever platforms they're on, whether it's Twitter or whatever, Instagram, uh, you know, sourcing what it used to be, vibing what it used to be. None of them are. Everybody, you know, created their businesses and sold them off, but. I was kind of, it's kind of disappointed and disheartened, you know, because I've been saying this as a kid as far as, you know, the big major publications and magazines and even, you know, BT, well, we'll just say pretty much Viacom. I think Viacom very much owns all that stuff in BT, the VH1, MTV. It's like, y'all ain't believe. I didn't hear about no programs being created or them doing anything. They might give them like a little weak subsection for an award show. And I guess that's enough. But it's just like, man, I just don't see it no more at all with mainstream rap, which kind of made me start listening to other genres of music. You know, R&B, in my opinion, is kind of going through like a little bit of a renaissance phase to a degree. So, but for mainstream rap and all that, it's just like, bro, I don't care to listen to this no more. It's literally just reinventing the wheel. Whoever's hot for the first good three to five years, they fall off and then that's it. You know, I will say though, like, one thing that's kind of corny to me was where we got to with just music in general, not just rap, just bringing it off of that. Like, it seems like now people cannot be critical of each other for their, for what they create. Like, I mean, everybody's sensitive. Nothing wrong with that to a degree, but it's like the fan bases out there are so strange to me because it's like you either have to be completely on somebody's, like, you got to completely like everything they do. Like, you can't 
bad mouth or say like I wasn't really feeling this album, the song too much, people automatically throw like the hater word on you or whatever. Which I mean, then there's the internet. I don't see any of this kind of stuff in person, which is why I don't really take the internet that serious for real. Yeah, there could be some real ramifications behind stuff on the internet. We all know that. But it's just like, man, this is corny. And it kind of kills the conversation for a lot of stuff. You know, you really can't grow or really can't. I feel like doing stuff like that pretty much just hinders the, uh, just hinders music, period. Like, you know, there are some artists out here that are doing some pretty good things, you know, or, you know, making some music that I feel like is timeless to a degree. But a lot of stuff just be hot for the moment. And then by next year or a year or two, we don't even talk about it no more, just phases out. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's up to fans, in my opinion, to kind of trying to tailor their ears or demand more from their favorite artists, you know. But whatever. I mean, like I said, that's my POV, POV of it, you know. Uh We'll see what happens in the next couple of years. But I think by the end of this decade, man, ain't nobody going to care. Nobody really cares now, really, you know. So, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh Trying to see something that's kind of funny. That's occur as of late or recently ain't been too much really entertaining funny stuff that's going on i mean this isn't really like a big on big on gossip podcast real like that so i don't really care to talk about what artists got going on i did see a bit of the vmas a little bit that was some funny stuff i guess the teleprompter was kicking everybody ass that night especially sweetie like younger was struggling but i mean it happens maybe she was nervous i don't know but it was kind of funny to see her try to fight the read some of that stuff and some of the Co-host she had too was kind of like out of it from what I saw because I didn't even know the VMA still came on. That's how out of the loop I am with that stuff. Like I haven't tried to check for the VMA probably since 2010, 11 maybe, if that. Like, you know, I started seeing it then with music to a degree. Like it was just like, uh, this, at least for rap music, I was just kind of like, yeah, this isn't really that entertaining to me, but whatever. But, um, yeah, that was pretty kind of funny seeing stuff like that. But, um, I guess I'll jump into a couple current events that's kind of transpiring. Um, uh, oh, but just right, Jeezy got divorced, but I don't know. I don't really care about celebs breaking up with their significant others. It is what it is. He got a kid out of it. Well, they, I should say, hey, man, I think the girl's name is Jeannie Mai. Someone can correct me to listen to whatever. You know, it is what it is. No, I don't really care. Because people are bringing up the fact that I guess she made some disparaging comments about black men or whatever. And I'm like, bruh, we don't know these individuals. We don't know what they do behind closed doors. And we honestly shouldn't care. But whatever. Some people, some people's minds are so absorbed into what everybody else got going on. It's, no, I'll take that back. It's so absorbed in consumerism. Like, I mean, that's what makes the world go around. Consumerism for the most part. But it's like, I'm not that consumed into you know, stuff like that. Not anymore. My younger years, sure. But now it's just like, son, like, okay, so what? Like, who cares? Whatever, you know. But this is like three little quick topics I'll wrap about before I dip up out of here. Uh, still no repayment block. So apparently, uh, still no repayments have been blocked again. <sighs> Let me read like a split bit of this. Um, more from a billion dollars rolling apart before it's yeah, the House Education Committee voted 23 to 19 along with party lines to approve a resolution for blah, blah, blah. Bro, give me to the nuts and bolts of this shit. Bro, if it's on the program. Though, I'm not about to read all this shit. Basically, 
the program that Biden had put up to try to help with student loans got blocked again. And I don't know why. I think this is going to be one of the caveats that really destroys this. Uh, well, I mean, every nation's going through a r- rough times, but this one for sure. I feel like when you do stuff like this, you're alienating a whole entire generation of people because, you know, this ain't a political podcast. You know, I'm not going to jump into all that. Whatever you want to vote is what you want to vote. But when you do stuff like this and, you know, every presidency has its constraints or whatever. But I just feel like with the way our economy is going right now and they're throwing that in there, we're still not jumping back in next month. I mean, I'm sure it's going to affect some people that's listening. Well, it's going to probably affect everybody in the nation and shit. I mean, even if you went to college or not, if you got some kids or some loved ones or whatever or some folks you work with, you're going to start seeing that shit, man. Like, it's going to be tough. It's an extra bill for everybody. And I know a lot of jackasses always talk about how college is overrated and all that, but it's really not, like, not in my opinion. That's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life was going to school and getting out in four years. I mean, maybe the degree that people, you know, whatever they studied in undergrad, it wasn't paying, or then it isn't paying dividends like they thought it would or whatever, but at the end of the day, at least they did that shit, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I don't even think that's really smart for them to do, but one of the when have we ever really done the right thing we're supposed to do? You know, I guess as far as in the political realm, the thing that's kind of annoying with this stuff is just like every four years, every couple of years, it's the same debates over and over and over. And it's like, I don't even see how people even get invested anymore. I can understand why, but it's just like, dog, we setting ourselves backwards more and more as time progresses on, man. You know, but I don't know. I just know I'm going to pay the bare minimum for my student loans. I don't really care to pay them off either. Like, if they get paid off cool, they don't. I don't give a fuck. Like, I watched a segment, actually, that talked about how... God, it's on CNBC's YouTube channel. talked about how some... This type of, like... Basically, they package up, like, you know, how people... Well, y'all may know this, may not. Most loans and stuff and mortgages are packaged a certain way and sold off to, like... I think the Wall Street and people, like, pretty much buy them in the package for wholesale, basically. And every time you pay on your mortgage, they get, uh, I guess, a piece of that or whatever was with the investment. It's a term for it. I can't think of it. And I don't even want to try to get all super educational because I guess education bores some people. But anyways, long story less long. The way that is with mortgages packaged and sold off in the stock market or not stock market, but in Wall Street, it's the same thing with student loans. So with that being known, in my opinion, the people... I hope I'm completely wrong, but I just don't ever see them wiping out loans like that for, for citizens. Maybe a couple people here and there. Cause I remember they say, like, he had walked, like, Biden had knocked out at least, like, four million or a billion or something like that, even though it's up in the trillions now. So it's not really making much of a dent, but there's no way they're going to completely wipe them shits out. I just don't see that happening, you know, because all the investors are, 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 uh, got their money tied up in it. And we already know, I mean, in my opinion, we live in an oligarchy. Whoever got the most money, the most influence, going to do what the fuck they want to do, regardless of which you vote for. So, you know, electoral college sways elections and all that, but I'll Google that. If y'all pay attention in grade school, y'all, y'all know how it goes. But anyway, um, yeah, I just don't have much faith in expects or any expectations in the loans getting paid off. I don't expect, you know, I guess it's going to probably be. The Democrats' next push for the next election in 2024. If you vote for me this time, I promise you, we're going to wipe loans out. And then, you know, the other side of, you know, I guess the Republicans will make us some bullshit-ass program to claim to help fix, I guess, parts of the nation. But, nah, I'm, I'm not really settled on either or, man. 
Like, long story less long, anybody that started knows the nation is just slowly imploding. And not just this nation, the world period, bro. Like, it's a, it's a worldwide recession right now, you know. Like, other countries, Japan going through it right now, pretty, not as bad as us, but they going through it. I know China definitely is. Anybody do your Googles on that and see what, how they, how they're faring through the situations as of now with inflation and shit like that. So, yeah, man, I, I just, I don't know. Not to sound like a defeatist and shit like that, but I, I'm not buying into loans ever getting paid off. I don't, I don't really give a fuck, to be honest with you. That's not even on my... It doesn't worry me at all. I don't care. Now, into something that's a little more entertaining to me. Kind of funny to me. I mean, depending on how you look at it. I mean, I work in that realm or pretty much in the realm of the cyber, cyber, cyber security, internet, all that, IT shit, information technology. MGM just recently. Oh, that's what my third one was gonna be. I finished with the. It don't matter. Tech is tech. So um, yeah. So MGM just got hit with a uh, hack by some Russian cyber attackers, basically. Where this was on the tenth. So yeah, with limited information coming from MGM Resorts and the FBI, speculation has begun. Some tech and media websites about who behind the hack of that disrupted Nevada's largest employer. God dang. So apparently people couldn't get access to their rooms, their cards, uh, the slot machines I think were jammed up as well. So I'm trying to find like the quick, cause Caesar's Palace got hit too from what I'm reading now. I guess prior to that, somebody dropped in this cause I didn't know Caesar's got hit. I guess, yeah. What the fuck? Why is y'all moving so fast? Here we go. Boom. So. Caesars happened. Uh, we have our own. Right, I'm just gonna read a little bit. The attack on Caesars happened weeks prior to MGM that has since Sunday evening wreaked havoc on MGM operations, forcing guests to wait hours to check in and crippling electronic payments, digital key cards, slot machines, ATMs, and paid parking systems. That's just kind of crazy because I couldn't imagine you didn't, you know, when we all go on vacation, we, the last thing we want to think about is like an emergency like that. Like imagine you went out, you know, you woke up in the morning. And you like, I'm gonna get some breakfast real quick. You know, you might go in your slippers and your robe and shit or whatever. And you know, you're not looking up to par when you're up early in the morning trying to get some breakfast. You're trying to get in, get back upstairs. If you haven't showered already, shower up and get your fit on and go about your business. Anyway, I was gonna imagine waking up and I'm on my vacation and I can't get back in my room. I went to the ice machine or some shit for hours on end. It's just like, you kind of just gotta sit there and deal with it, man. So that's kind of wild. That's wicked. But I mean, that's just the world that we're in. That ransomware stuff is very, very heavy from what I was told in a cyber uh, summit I went to, cyber security summit I went to earlier this year. Like they said they, like the Secret Service was talking in there and they were saying like they are able to recover about, was it 30 million? Yeah, like maybe 30 million of $3 billion. So yeah, uh, and from what I've read here in this situation that happened with MGM, it was a social engineering attack. Uh, on an outsourced IT support vendor used by the company. And I'll just break that down for y'all in Barney formula. Social engineering is basically where someone could call in a claim and got their, need a password reset or something like that, or acting like they're somebody, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? It's like somebody calling your bank and saying like, Hey, my name is, you know, uh, we'll just say John Doe. John Doe, I need to get my, uh, pen number or whatever, or I need like, some information to kind of get my account situated and maybe they could confirm some information from me because through a data leak they got some of your personal information maybe your address whatever i mean it's just 
That's just happens, y'all know, you know. So get that information. The bank might be like, all right, bet here, here you go, John Doe. Here's your information. Next thing you know, you fucked over. Like you can't access none of your cards. You can't get into your house, maybe because you may have a smart house or whatever. Some listeners may that may have a smart house. Here. I don't know, but you know, it's just shit like that. It's just like, damn man, like that's just the world that we're in now. Like as soon as you got that, you signed up for a smartphone. Cause I'm pretty sure everybody, mother got one at this point. Are you on any social networks? You done wrote away all your rights a long time ago. And companies get hacked, you know. Even if you don't have a, a smartphone, like, you know, sometimes, like, I think Sprint had talked about them having a daily before they got bought out by T-Mobile, like, a quote-unquote air quote daily. Like, that's just, it's just big business now, man. Stealing people's data and finagling them. So, anyways, Caesars gave these Bamas that hacked them about, what they said? Was it 30 million or 15 million? Shit, I think it was 15 million. I don't know. They're not giving out specific numbers anyway. Yeah, the hackers demanded 30 million ransom from Caesars. Allegedly, they gave them 15. And Caesars just like, kind of, one of the representatives, I think it was the CEO, said that they've negotiated with people like this before. And when that's happened, like, usually they delete the information because they need to, I guess, keep the end of the deal up. If not, and they don't, they may not get paid and that breaks the group up, shit like that. So I'm assuming they probably gave them something slight. Yeah. And they say, uh, and the NCC decided it's better to pay up. We've taken steps. This is a quote. We have taken steps to ensure that the stolen data is deleted by the unauthorized actor, although we cannot guarantee his result. Um, the company's SEC report says so. Um, typically a ransom is paid in exchange for a promise that the decryptor will provide along with proof that stolen Exfiltrated data has been deleted. He says it's very rare that a ransom game reneges. Yeah, because if you're able to renege, um, they lose the ability to financially make money and the group falls apart, basically. You know, that they're not, you know, keep any word or whatever. So it is what it is. But yeah, I thought that was wild. I don't think MGM paid them Bamas, but you know, hey man, everybody run your business the way that works best for you, but. We're going to start seeing more and more of this, for sure. Like I said in the last episode, man, if y'all are getting calls from random numbers and they might leave some threatening information, I highly recommend you don't give them shit. I mean, granted, you know, I don't have any... Well, I do. I obviously have loved ones like everybody else do, but I would just say use your conscience and try to figure out, like, what would be best for you. I know for me, you ain't getting shit. If you threaten them in life or some shit like that, man, hey, if it's my fucking time, it's my fucking time. I'm not... You're not going to shake me up, bro. Like, you're not getting shit. Like, <laughs> that little weak-ass money you might try to shake off me. Like, that's all. It's just a fucking shakedown, man. But I understand, man. Some people, everybody's situation different. I don't expect people to think of ways the way I think of stuff or respond to situations the way I would. But because the thing about it is, once you get extorted one time, they're going to keep doing it to you. Just like people be talking about in the street and shit. Like, people find out you weak. Well, not in the street. You know, survival of the fittest out here. If people, if an animal knows they can take a bite out of your ass, they're going to keep on biting off of you, you know? So, simple as that. Um, one of the last things I want to wrap about before I get out of here. Um, I'm hoping y'all definitely enjoyed this because I definitely enjoyed making this joint a bit. Uh, Ford's de- de- Ford is delivering, developing, good God. I just got back from a winery. So, if my words are slurred, we're going to blame alcohol. Anyway, Ford has developed a delivery robot with the ability to walk on two legs resembling human locomotion. I mean, all I'll say is it's called Digit. Shout out to Digit. I think it's uh, interesting. Um, to me, in my opinion, I don't want to say it's unnecessary because tech has gotten to a point where I don't even know. We're at the point of return for sure. 
I think it can be a bit of a, a, da- a dangerous president because, <clears throat> for one, I mean, it seems like anything that humans can do to try to find a way to, to uh, um, push tech towards it or to make it robotic. I can't think of the term. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all get the idea of what I'm saying, basically. Like, um, from the McDonald's having, you know, the automatic cashiers and stuff like that, you don't really need workers like that no more. I just think it's kind of, I don't think it's still in jobs, but I just feel like, well, I mean, eventually it could if they do it in mass, but kind of creating like a, it's making people lazier. I feel like, you know, like, I mean, on the flip side to it too, I mean, it's nice that they're making this effort to do that. I mean, maybe it's more uh, efficient for business and stuff like that. But I'm thinking like, y'all know how everybody, well, not everybody, every inner city in this nation, I don't know, might be across the seas too. I'm not sure. I ain't been yet, but they have like, you know, the electric scooters or the city bikes and, you know, you got to pay to use them. And when people run out of money or whatever, they be stealing them sometimes. You be seeing them left out in the middle of the road. So I feel like with this as well, with um, the delivery robot, same shit going to happen. Bama's going to start stealing them for parts because, I mean, we already know how inflation is and these are just these, you know. So I just think like they're going to probably start doing that kind of shit and then your package is going to get stolen because we already know porch pirates are already a thing. So I don't know how this is gonna, how it's going to work. I mean, it's just, I guess, low in development right now, but I, I don't really, I feel like we can put that tech and money towards something else. You know, also, I might have talked about this on the episode in the past when I went to San Fran. They have cars that drive themselves now and everybody knows pretty much parts of California and New York are like a, um, a, um, shit, a test market for the most part. So obviously the, it's not called, I think, is it called Waymo? I think it's called Waymo. But yeah, I went there, freaked me the hell out. Cause I'm not used to seeing a car with no one in it, just moving, you know? And I mean, it's cool, but you know, that kills the whole Uber taxi realm and stuff like that. But again, I don't know how that will work out in the long term because of course, also you're being recorded when you're in them things too. Like if someone's gutsy enough and they really don't care, we've seen it. We've seen people doing wild stuff in broad daylight. So, but. I don't know how that would work out, man. Especially, I mean, the cars weren't nothing extravagant, but who knows, like, someone could find a way to just, anytime there's a, there's an exploit in everything. So I feel like if people can get into them cars or whatever, they might be able to hack over some shit and just steal the car for parts. You know? And of course, that'll eventually affect the company's bottom line. All I'm saying is this, like, I know a lot of people say, well, AR developing and big tech development is going to take away jobs. I think it'll, Maybe streamline certain realms more, but I think the demand's always going to be there for human interaction for certain stuff for, for people to do because not everything a robot can do, you know? I mean, if anything, robot and tech is really based off of us, you know, the computer, like I said in the last episode, like the computer's pretty much based off the human brain, the human mind, I should say, you know? And same with robotic stuff. They make them human-like or make it easier for humans to do certain stuff. So yeah, it'll help in certain facets, but I don't really see that uh becoming an issue down the road, but I don't know. We'll see. We're in the early stages of it. Oh, one last thing I want to wrap up before we got out of here. I did see a, a conversation online about a mom, I guess, going to a teacher's parents conference type of thing where I guess kids were having issues with getting food delivered to them from DoorDash. And I guess they were ordering food. And my, I guess the whole debate was like, well... Why can't they deliver food? Why can't they order food while they're at school? And I'm, 
I mean, I think that's a problem. That's a safety problem because, I mean, DoorDash and Uber Eats, yeah, they do background checks on people, but you don't know. Anybody can snap at any moment. I don't expect, I mean, I, uh, nothing really surprises me any, anymore out here with stuff that I hear about, unfortunately. So, but I just think that's, granted, kids don't know or teenagers don't know. People don't know. So some people are just clueless. We all are. We hope the person that we're getting that's, Delivering us our food ain't gonna tamper with it or nothing like that or run off with it or even when you go into an Uber or, or a car sharing service, you don't expect no motherfucker to drive off and kill your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, and vice versa for them as well. It can get dangerous for them too. Cause we don't know like the delivery guy, Uber, these guy could be delivering to the school. There might be some teenagers setting him up to rob his ass. You don't know. So, yeah, um, I guess Tanner's parent was kind of like, well, if y'all can't do that, then nobody's gonna do it. And I was just like, damn, man, that's kind of, Stupid. I mean, I'm not a parent, but at the end of the day, like, your kids make a lunch for your fucking kid, though. Like, <laughs> what's the problem? Maybe they might not have time up for it, but I feel like you can put some kind of goddess in there for somebody. Maybe not the parent, uh, guardian or somebody that could, you know, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I sometimes I just feel like situations get blown up bigger than what they really are, you know? Um, so. Make the little nigga some lunch or he can make his own lunch. I know by the time I got to high school, like, I either ate the school lunch or, of course, he used to save my lunch money sometimes or whatever, try to buy me some shoes. But, <laughs> but yeah, young, like, I don't know, bro. Like, is this really that big of an issue to me? Like, are people so, uh, not coddled, but it's like, are people so, it's a word that a young lady uses and I can't fucking think of it right now. Good God. I'm drawing a blank. Um, they ain't gonna be able to find shorty either. But it's like, are they so like, I guess have, uh, no, good guy. I'm drawing a blank here, y'all. I apologize. Um, it's like people just don't have no, like, they're like, it's, it's either one way or no way. You know, it's just like, damn, son, like, it's not that serious. This is a simple situation. Is the child, you know, hopefully the kid's not starving, which I doubt that they got a fucking smartphone and shit. But, um, yeah, I just feel like it's not, that's minuscule to me. I put it that way. It's like a real minuscule situation. Like, I don't see the need for a parent to go through all of that. You know, make sure your kid's educated. I would feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and make sure they got something when they get home. Some shit. Like, there's so many ways to evade them situations sometimes, but it's not even just like the, the kids, also the parent. A lot of times I feel like it's just like, I don't know, maybe they, they have, or raised a certain way where they were spoiled and they feel like any inconvenience is the end of the fucking world, maybe. Cause that's what you're doing to your kid. You make it seem like, you know, at least for my folks, like, when I had some issues, nothing that was like to my detriment, but it let me figure shit out on my own after, once I got to about like 14, 15. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you let your kid be cool enough to wild out and in the streets and shit like that. They should be cool enough to figure out the fuck they're gonna get for lunch. And I mean, like, just ordering food from a spot. And getting delivered to school can get dangerous, you know, because you put other people at risk, other people's kids at risk, man. Like, that's some of the dumbest shit I've heard in a long time, but whatever, you know. Um, yeah, so I feel like I kind of already talked your heads off for a bit. I don't really have anything else I want to write about before I dip out here with some of the tech stuff. Nope. Yeah, just that, those couple of comp, uh, topics. But anyway, um, appreciate y'all for listening. Appreciate y'all for sharing. All that good stuff. Uh, next episode, I'm be more consistent. Even if I don't have a guest, dog, I'll just do it by myself. Cause it's tiresome sometimes trying to match your schedule with other people's schedules and stuff like that. And I'm definitely going to try to make an effort to come up with better 
topics as time progresses on because I don't really care to talk about low hanging fruit topics all the time and endless fodder because just not that interesting to me. That's why I created this podcast, thoughts pending stuff to make me think, you know. So anyway, y'all know you can find me Shad Solo on Instagram, Shadow Solo on Twitter, thoughts pending with no G on Twitter, thoughts pending pie on Instagram. And, you know, wherever you listen to this podcast at, because it's on a lot of different platforms, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, rest in peace of Stitcher, y'all are gone now. Um, yeah, you know, rate, review, share it, tell a friend or two. You can tag it. You don't even have to tag me in the joint if y'all repost it. It's fine. Like, as long as y'all just put it out there, get other people to listen to the joint, that'd be cool. And I would like some feedback. Good feedback's cool. Constructive criticism. Y'all heard me last time I had my homegirl Amber on here. She gave me constructive criticism. And I took it and kept pushing. Like, as long as you listen to man, cool. So anyway, that's all our time. Until next time, y'all. I'm out. Peace.